0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net.
1: We designed this meeting to be about dialogue because we think that the world is sorely needing of good dialogue. You don't have to believe all the right stuff to be a part of this circle. You don't have to agree with everything that everyone thinks or have your opinions so perfectly crafted that any conversation might destroy it. It's not like that. We're working on love. We're working on a dialogue founded in trust and love. And when we practice that, we change the whole world. No matter how bad we are at it, this moment has a ripple out. And in, in our lives, we'll go from here having practiced at our spiritual gym, having tried to practice talking and listening. It'll be good. But I think even there's a spiritual ripple coming out of this epicenter, this rock plopping into the pond of the world. We have some weight here. We want to have uh, that weighty dialogue that is characteristic of people of mass like us spiritual depth human solidity that's who we are all right and if you don't understand what i'm saying i'm just being poetic because i was reading poems (laughs) it's okay all right what what really matters is i'm gonna we're gonna talk with michael about the good work that he's doing and uh, i want to try to get into why he's doing it because we all want to do good stuff too and it helps us to hear someone else's story for how they got into the good work they're doing and the good work that his organization actually does. Um, I'll probably get to this again in the interview, but a lot of the, the news that you hear about foster care is bad news. And uh, Michael is doing something about it. You know, Michael has lots of great stories to tell. We, we, and we won't get to all of them, but we're going to get to some. And when we listen to his story... We're expanding our hour. See that big hour in lights up over there? It's because we're listening. And and Michael's story is ours. He came to share it with us. And we can take some some spiritual nourishment in, from it. We can take some courage. We might even take some action from what he has to say. So he could be a part of our story in a, in a, in a more significant way if we decide to to follow his call to action. Because he's the volunteer coordinator, recruiter, recruiter or, trainer. Yeah. Re- trainer at this organization. So we'll see what happens, all right? Y'all ready? Okay. So Michael Schaefer. so glad you're here. Let's give him some love.
0: Yeah. Let, let, let's get your title down and CASA stands for something. Let's start there. Yeah, CASA stands, it's a national organization uh, with 900 something affiliates, uh, county-based for the most part uh stands for Fourth Point of legal Advocates. Um and it was established in 1977 and uh thanks to the initiative of a superior court judge in Seattle uh who um was concerned that you know he was getting information primarily from one source uh, I believe it's called Child Welfare Services, Child Welfare Bureau, I don't know the exact total of the division out there in Washington. Everybody's got a, a special <laughs> name, right? It's not there. even DIFUS anymore, right? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's yeah, the, the, Division but, of Child Protection and Permanency. So that version <laughs> of DIFUS out in Seattle, uh, he felt like he was relying too much on one source of information, and the source was, um, you know... Uh, you, when you think of social workers they, they typically have very heavy caseloads. You know, pretty much across the country it's a problem you know they, they'll have 30 cases on, on their hands so they can only go into the details so much for each child you know so he formulated an idea to have volunteers involved in the case and they could just be assigned to one child you know maybe more if the family's bigger but just maybe see this judge a few times a year in court write reports and present them to the judge on just what they think is in the best interest of the child, which might be something different, and probably often is something different than what the social worker is thinking, mainly because they, again, just don't have the time to, to be involved. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's yeah it's, it seems like it's really filling a, filling a gap in the system. I'm, I'm glad to hear about it. You told me that uh, there are, on average, 750 children in foster care in Cam, just in Camden County alone.
0: Yeah, I think it was 747 in late July at one particular point in time. To be exact. But we don't like to use that number that much. And me having a math, somewhat of a math background, I'm not sure why, but my, my bosses, and they've been around the block, they, um, they tell me that over the course of a year, it's more like 1200 is the number they like to throw out because that's the number of kids that go in through the system, in and out. At any one point in time, there could be 700 there, but I think some ca- cases are pretty quick, so. Uh, well, to make yeah. my point, 750 is yes. plenty because there
1: are, <laughs> you currently only have 40 volunteers that are. About that 40, are, yeah. That are doing uh, this work, so it's yeah. like, it's not, you know, the social workers are great, and they're doing good work too. Mm-hmm. They're just over they're overworked, their case goes yep. too big, and the kind of special attention that a CASA volu- trained volunteer is able to give there are 710 kids, you know, that need it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, not everybody, not every kid needs it. Some kids, uh, some cases are very straightforward. Okay. Uh, child is removed from a home, but there's a sister brother living nearby can take the child in. Yeah. We usually don't get involved in those kinship cases, but about 80% of them aren't like that. So yeah, um, that's that's where CASA hopefully can come in. Yeah,
1: and, Ca- and CASA does advocacy both in court, you know, that's where it started. You were telling us about the origins in Seattle. Um, but also for educational rights of the child, yes. and for medical rights of the yes, child. Sometimes, memory. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they need um, you know, an advocate who kind of has the eye on the ball, especially if they're maybe going from to different houses mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know there's someone that's actually paying attention to them um, and making sure they, they get access to all yeah, of the it, legal rights that they have.
0: In terms of educational, it could be very simple as simple as uh, kids going from one school in one town. Uh, a few weeks later, I was in another school in another town, just making sure the kid gets uh, in the classes that are at his level. I mentioned my own little example. I moved around a lot when I was little, um, uh, from, from like the uh, third grade to the fourth grade. I, I did pretty well in, in math at my third grade class, but I went over a couple towns. Just My dad moved the family to a bigger house, and the first month or so, I stuck in the lower level classes for math, and, and, and your dad's a math professor and my, yeah, my, my dad's a math teacher I don't think that <laughs> and, and I was in the third class, the second class And then the first class in a matter of like two weeks Yeah, <laughs> so, and your dad had the, had the wherewithal And you
1: were his yeah. kid to like Figure this out and figure out the system But you know what, like My, um, my kids are on uh, New Jersey Chip, like it's like state uh, Subsidized uh, healthcare And it takes my wife Every time we have to um, Re-up on it, it the bureaucracy just takes forever. Yeah. And, and, and and my wife has a, a college <coughs> degree from an Ivy League school and sometimes she gets it wrong. So like parents that are like have a lot of kids, you no know, single mom trying to trying to keep up after, you know, foster kids too, it's it's really hard to, to be an advocate
0: yeah. for, I mean the that. volunteer could just do the paperwork and, and from one school to the other, make sure it's sent, make sure it gets there, make sure the yeah. right person gets it. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple little things, but they're, they're important in terms of expediting and making the process not seem as long to kids as, as it is. I mean, on average, the average foster child I think is in the foster care system about 12, 18 months, and so that can seem like a short time to us, but can seem like forever to them. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. So you're doing this good work, Michael. You're. You, why do you want? Why do you want to? Do...
1: Us to volunteer or anyone to volunteer? Why? Why bother? Um, I, I mean, tell I, us a little bit of your story. <laughs> why? Why this matters to you? Because we're we're glad you're doing it. Um, yeah, I, I want to um, get some of that.
0: Developed an interest in this, uh, you know, for different reasons. But on a practical level, um, I uh, long wanted to work for nonprofits. I have a degree in accounting, University of Florida. Worked as an auditor at a couple different corporations for about nine years. Got bored. There's that. that math background, Yeah, right? the math background. Auditor. auditor wow. Auditor, yeah. I uh, got kind of bored with that and um, started working in a small nonprofit advocacy work for about four years, but I realized I just didn't like politics that much. I'm not into politics. It's kind of, I, I just saw the bad side of politics, basically. Um, but I, uh, I I liked, it helped me to formulate an idea it was just kind of getting involved more with um, adoption, you know. Um yeah, I, I just felt like there could be more kids that are adopted more easily in the foster care system. But uh and I I joined this I, I, I was looking for a job, um thought I had one in my hands and it fell through and so I, I remember sitting in my car, I think it was actually Good Friday. Um I think it was Good Friday two thousand two. Uh, with a friend and we were both kind of looking for jobs uh, older at the time and (laughs) wondering if we had peaked and he mentioned this place called uh angels wings um uh have you ever heard of the shelter called angels wings and i said no no i mean we i live in worcester county i think the conversation was had about maybe five miles away from where the shelter was, in a parking lot in in a car uh, in the spring and uh and I said, no, and he talked about it briefly. He, he, he adopted a few kids from overseas, I think, so he's into adoption as well. And you know, he said they, they take care of foster kids. Um, and I said, okay, I'm fine. All right, I might look into it, and I looked in the paper that Sunday, and I'm looking for a job which is right up my alley, a volunteer recruiter and trainer. Well, that sounds like it's kind of meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, lined up. I but I was, what do you remember the exact
1: day? Yeah, Easter Sunday, I
0: think they had appeared in the local Trenton Times newspaper. And I applied, and um, my, I got the job. And it, it, Angels Wings w- was a foster children's shelter for kids ages birth to twelve in uh, Central New Jersey, housed at uh, at that time St. Francis Medical Center in Trenton. When I was there on the seventh floor, it was actually in the hospital building. Yeah, they had a, the old pediatric, unit. A, a, yeah, a place for foster kids to be taken. Yeah, care we of. we had the whole seventh floor, the biggest building, administrative wing, and the pediatric. unit it was where the kids quote unquote, stayed. <laughs> uh, people outside the shelter thought they were there all the time. People inside the shelter said, and given all the hundreds of volunteers we have, let's get them outside as much as possible. And that's what we did. But um, we, we trained volunteers by the hundreds. Uh, when I was there, we had about 360 volunteers. Uh, probably about 50 of them became foster parents. Um, we did a survey, and my second of three years there, as a volunteer recruiter and trainer, of child care volunteers for the shelter. It was around-the-clock shelter, temporary shelter for kids in between foster homes or just entering the foster care system. And um, I, we did a survey of like written one, 10 plus pages each, 230 volunteers, uh, or sponsored by the College of New Jersey among other groups. And they came back and they said that 35% of our volunteers who never thought about uh, being a foster parent did after volunteering with us. Um, and, you so say, and you say about is that, believing. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to, I was going <laughs> to, I right. ruined yeah. your,
1: your punchline. <laughs> seeing is believing. I want you to remember that. So, yes, yeah. I definitely, seeing is believing. So you have these people that, that, you know, it's, it you know, they want to do something good. So let's go take care of these kids in the hospital. They're not in the hospital technically, but they're, yeah, they're a in hospital, the hospital building. It it it's a like like weird thing where, you know, can you imagine it. doing the weird thing? Like, yeah, I'm going to go like learn how to like be a babysitter for these kids in in this weird uh, yeah. foster care unit of the hospital. Yeah. And um, and then those volunteers that you recruited end up themselves adopting kids <coughs> with foster
0: parents yeah. themselves. Many of them did adopt. It was founded by a woman who uh, had 34 kids. And sorry, <laughs> I want to put it up on the screen. <laughs> Three, four. <laughs> her and her husband um, they could house, 12 kids that legalized in their house. <laughs> Um, it's the Dunn family in Hamilton, New Jersey. If you're in Hamilton, New Jersey, Susan last, Dunn, right? Suzanne. Suzanne, Suzanne Dunn. Dunn. Remember her. Uh, May she, she be blessed. Yes, um, mother and uh, father, the late uh, Robert Dunn. Um, he died a few years ago, but uh, over 29 years, they had 30 kids. He made a fair. He made a fair penny. You know, said that's ridiculous, but. If, if you see the house again seeing is believing. <laughs> I went in the house a few times and you know, this was He didn't have a not, dusty not a empty re- mansion. No, he not filled a, it with children. Not, not a, it had its own art room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't a normal house by any stretch. He was in the construction himself. He he yeah, I think he had a lot of contacts and they're a very resourceful family. I think he helped to build Route two ninety five in my area. <laughs> so wow. he, you know he had Definitely made up for a chunk of change, so. So you say you, you felt like you wanted to get
1: into adoption, but like I want to dig into that a little more. Why, like what motivated you? Um, I, yeah. <laughs> That's a, I,
0: I mean, I, I, um. I mean, I'm gonna say, but why to every answer that you have.
1: So, because okay, right? yeah. we're trying to dig down into the, like what kind of gets someone to, to do something good. Like, yeah, it sounds like you were looking for a job, um, yeah, I was looking for a job. But yeah. also, you have you have this kind of underlying thing. Look, you've got his Bible out. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that <laughs> that's that, right. that might have been um, motivated you a little bit, right? Yeah,
0: there's a few um, verses in the Bible that motivated me. De- Deuteronomy t- talks about helping the poor and the oppressed. A few times in a few different verses and different. All, all over the yeah. uh, the Old
1: Testament. Yeah. Straight up right there in Deuteronomy. Yeah. And
0: then in James, um, there's the verse, I'm just going to read a verse or two. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight in on his tongue, uh, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. A religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being included by the world. Um, I mean, I I think, you know, foster kids, in a sense, are borderline orphans. You know, many of them are orphans. So, uh, and I I think, you know, a lot of them are raised just by one parent. I think they they can go back to the home. And you're kind of, you're just kind of a straight-up kind of guy. Like,
1: says to do it, so I'm going to figure out maybe if I can.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I really, when I I started working for the shelter, I mean, I, I wasn't, I felt kind of was the first social work job i ever had, and I realized that, uh, I, I, my kids were pretty young at the time too, um, like five, six years old, and I, I didn't ever again realize I'm actually pretty good with kids. <laughs> you know, people notice that. Because you ended
1: up working in, the, in, the, that, in that place. Yeah, in my my, 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 off,
0: my office was technically an administrative wing, but it was like ten feet away from the shelter, which was this big boom of energy. If, if you want, if you want, if you're depressed, like we had a state senator who, who shall be nameless who would sneak over and, and get permission to go into the shelter every now and then. Just <laughs> to though, be with the kids. Even though that, and that and definitely pushed the uh, And received pulls. some of the joy. <laughs> but we, yeah. we would bend the rules and let and go in and just hug the kids for a little bit. Okay, I'm good now. I'll go back to the state. Wow. I'll go back to the state <laughs> house <laughs> and put up with it for the rest of the day. He did that once or twice. See had a friend of his volunteered, so that's how we heard about it. Did I answer your question?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I, 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 okay. I hear you. So, fast forward, you know—you you kind of got the taste for it. You got this idea about seeing if you're Angel's Wings. Um, and then you ended up at, at CASA doing similar work, trying to help
0: people, help kids. Yeah, there was like a 10 year gap. I left Angel's Wings in 2005. They actually laid me off because they had enough volunteers. Uh, we went from about 260 to 360 in a short period of time. But then they kind of hired more staff to balance it out. It started off all volunteer, but then they realized, OK, we need some structure here. <laughs> Balance out between staff and volunteers, and then I I started working for CASA. I just I actually applied for for them, they have 14 different organizations in New Jersey, Uh, they cover the whole state, Uh, 21 counties, and I applied for like six or seven of their. (laughs) uh, Oh, like all the different counties, you know? I I, want to work for CASA, yeah, so I'm gonna apply to all of the jobs, (laughs) yeah. I uh, so I, I applied like six, seven times, and I
1: probably got in with Camden here. Yeah, because but, you said it's you said it's a national organization, but it's like a, like you said, every state but one of the Dakotas has a CASA I think it's North Dakota for some weird reason, I have the foggiest idea. Has a CASA <laughs> office, and yeah. New Jersey has several, and yeah. Pennsylvania has several. In fact, one of our Circle of Home people works with the one over in Philly. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Grace Syak what? I just traded emails with her last week. No, Circle hey. of Hope. <laughs> we played her. I, I was gonna call her and say, "You hear about this group, Circle of Hope?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious. <laughs> I was gonna say, "I know you had something in Philadelphia." Yes, she has. She, she's been there. Um, she has a recent job, right? I'm had not sure. I, May, I, No, actually, she's been there a couple years. Yeah. We're, we're
1: actually we're, we're 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 just the way that Circle of Hope organizes is we we don't like have ministries like that the church does we have people that are passionate and empowered to go and do stuff and we we help them do it in a kind of constructive way that we call compassion teams and there's like even a team of support supports these compassion teams and they're kind of ragtag organizations anything y'all want to do you can form a compassion team to give an idea about how you want to you know maybe even work with casa you know you could have a, a crew of you that, that 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 are on the team anyway we had a team we have a recently a team that started it's called it's called the foster support team oh wow and we had a couple of foster care parents in, in our congregation here and over in philly and they wanted to do the first thing they wanted to do was to have a benefit show um, for one of the guys that, that's helping found it has a uh uh, a vision for like a foster care house or something like that. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. I just like that they're doing stuff, and uh, and that's how actually I found out when Grace was was connected with Casa because we were trading emails about like getting this team going uh, and 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 all the people that that were interested in it. And actually, that was when you were banging on my door to come talk to us. Yeah, I and I think I think I called you back and I said, all right, Michael. I, I guess I have to do this now. Did I tell you the whole story? No, I don't think so. All right, so I was, Michael, you know, he's just a diligent uh, volunteer co- volunteer recruiter. He's going to, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell him no, so he keeps sending me emails <laughs> saying, like, hey, had you done this thing? And uh, finally, like, uh, my friends Donna and Ryan were getting approved as foster care parents. I find out that there are people over in Germantown that want to do a foster care support team. And then, blah, 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 here comes another email from Michael. And that's when I called you back. It's like, oh, wow. let's get you on the calendar, man. Because yeah, right. I felt like it was the Holy Spirit. It was just yeah, right. like, you know, I can't ignore this anymore. Like, I think God's actually doing something that I have to participate in. Yeah. So that, And, and we, put, we, we booked this, in, and I'm glad you all are here to hear him today let's open it up to y'all though he has more to share about some ideas that he has for you and and he'll stick around afterwards too but i want to talk about um anything you want to talk about so ask michael a question um he's fairly knowledgeable about foster care system in Camden county um ask him about casa ask him about the book of james or ask us about um Deuteronomy, or you can even ask about what Dan was leading us to do, or Dan and I were leading us to do earlier. Kind of open up the conversation, because like I said, this meeting's all about dialogue.
0: Would it be a good time to just pass these around? Sure, yeah, pass those around, yeah. yeah one, one each take, take one of each of those.
1: They might stir up some questions for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah? I have a so I had a friend in high school who like, bounced back and forth through the foster care system and it kind of... I don't want to say the foster care system itself took a toll on her mentally but would you say like kids who come into the foster care system who are troubled with a past and stuff do you think it can make their situation worse or help better than like, being in the foster care What would make it worse, David? System? Like being in the foster care system, do you think that would help somebody who's troubled their situation more, or would it like make their situation worse or better? Is it better to be in or out of the foster care? Yeah, because from what i witnessed with my friend that was in the foster care, it just made it worse because she felt like she had nowhere to go and she was always in and out of foster homes. Yeah. So I didn't understand if it made her whole situation get away from her mom and stuff like that better or worse. I think it depends on
0: the kid, the, the situation. That I, you know. Uh, we had a, a benefit uh, show on Friday by this magician uh, illusionist uh, Jason Bishop and he gave two shows uh, one show was to um, foster kids like about 40 to 50 of them down in uh, at Roman University that were bust in for driven and another one was open to the public that was the actual fundraiser but right after the show we did for foster kids which was about an hour he he took this bench to the stage and shared about his life and he never wanted to go back home. I mean, he, he did briefly, but he thought it was a waste of time. Um, cause uh, it, I actually his mom, I think his mom ended up killing his dad. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, um, I think he's entered foster care when he was seven years old and I think he came back home briefly. Uh, you can read about a story, he, he's been on the news, he was interviewed by, I think NBC10 in Philadelphia a week or so ago, last week before the show, but um, and he talked about his, I didn't really hear the interview, but I'm just going by what he said on stage. But you know, it, 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 there's so many kids involved in the system. It, it does help, but it's meant to be a temporary place, so it's not going to be a miracle worker there. You know I think that the key people in, in the child's life need to be once to step up you know the, the teachers and other people I think the social the social worker there is just trying to resolve the case because of other cases that are coming in it, it, it's such you know it, it's such a almost feels like a factory from what I've seen I've only been working for involved with it for four years i do not consider myself an expert at all but that that's thats you. Know, when I worked in Angels Wings, I, I took in kids. I met them like one week, one month. I was on call, supervisor. So I built relationships over about three years with a bunch of social workers, and you know they, they just constantly gave me the feeling they were you know overwhelmed for the most part. Some of them burnt out. Yeah. So it, it really depends. There's a lot of really good, work. line workers in, in social work. I'd say the vast majority are good. Uh, I think some of the older ones tend to get burned out. It's, it's just. That, does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to you in a second here. Annalisa, what were you going to say? Uh, I was curious. Um, so, in a, in a previous life, I worked, in a, I was a therapeutic foster care change manager on the, on the foster care side. Oh, but oh. Not just for a year and a half. Okay. But I, I got a little
0: bit to put in, And I'm curious. And I remember working, I remember, I know the act of CASA, but I. I
1: have barely had any interaction with them, but I'm curious, in in your experience, I know that, um, you know, part of, part of why the foster care system can be damaging to a child, right, is because
0: it it, it also um, contributes to additional and relationships. Relationships that child experiences, yes. the good point. more trouble they will be, and yes. the harder it will be for them to trust anybody. Yes. Right? So I'm curious this cost of volunteer, in your experience, do they tend to stick with the child more than some of these other
1: relationships? Or how long does the volunteer really stay at stay involved? Do um, they meet you up?
0: Know, yeah, different. I'm not sure about Yeah, that. One, one, one issue I have with my job, I'm uh, a you know, math oriented, and I don't. And I swear this is going to change this summer, <laughs> uh, at least in my head. Uh, I don't get as many statistics as I This national organization, which is having a conference this June in Atlanta, <laughs> and that's where I'm going to network like I you know, believe. But um, so uh, what was your question again? I'm, I'm curious how, in your experience, does the, the typical cause of volunteers really community... Stay with it. That, yeah, I'm sorry. And stay yeah. with the child over time. Yeah. Technically, a CASA volunteer is considered a volunteer in the judiciary system. Their official role as a CASA starts when the case is opened, and it, it that role ends when the case is closed. But a lot of the time, the relationship stays. You can go on YouTube and find kids, former foster kids, with their CASAs being interviewed. Like, it, they do stick a lot, but it's really up to the child. It's it's no guarantee. I think I think a lot of them do actually. I would say probably most of them do. You get Christmas cards to stay in touch. You call once in a while. You go to graduations. That sort of thing. And and yeah. a a
1: a casa volunteer like he's talking about is a like an appointee of the court, yes. and this requires significant investment in the front end. Yeah. So it's kind of it's serious people that want to do this. Yeah. And they they have the. You know it, it's it's an opportunity to step into to being the type of person that has the wherewithal to yes not flake out on this kid you know and and really deliver um in a way that uh that might be pretty substantial to their to how their life goes did you work in Camden
0: county before? no i was in um virginia virginia oh wow okay yeah. okay
1: miriam you had something sorry we're getting back to you now
0: um, so i used to be in a foster care
1: system mm. so like, do they do like background checks on the family
0: before oh, yeah. like, they do before they place like the kids? There's, or there's like two different family? background checks. For,
1: for the casa volunteer, but she's asking oh, about sorry. the foster system, uh, about the, the the foster parents.
0: Mm. I'm sorry, do they do background checks on the foster parents? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there, I'm, I'm sure there's a medical check as well. When I, when I was with, um, just a little quick side story, mm-hmm. when I was with Angel Swings, uh, the, all the volunteers had background checks. Uh, and and the, the process was similar to, uh, to the foster parent background mm-hmm. checks. Uh, but they had as well, um, they would need to get clearance from a doctor as well before they could have the kids in their house. A medical reference check as well. Yeah.
1: You know Donna. She had to get well well, she's very scrupulous, but she got her turtle checked out. What? The turtle? Her turtle check that that yeah, well, they well she didn't that. she didn't want there to be any problems. Yeah. And and sometimes <laughs> pets need clearances. Right. She you know, she she heard that. So she it took it. her turtle to the vet. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't so know. you know uh, the the system the system definitely requires background checks for you and there's a very there's pretty intense process with a home visit
0: and especially lately there's two things that they look at they used to another thing I want to find out in the near future they they used to have federal and they still do federal local and state background checks Uh, but now they have also something in recent years a carry check which really is an intensive look it can take months to clear whereas the, the, the federal state and local Cops check basically it can take just usually just a few days, but uh, they, they go really deep. I think on the federal, state and local level too, they just check the child it's called child abuse record investigation, something like that. I don't know what the acronym stands for yet. <laughs> but it's it's relatively new, I think, in, in foster care where it can take months before they actually approve you. We tried to get them know. here for our child care workers and they wouldn't even give it to us. That's it. They wouldn't give us the car you
1: Right, because there's like a state, it needs to be in accordance with some state law. And there's no state law that requires church caregivers to have it, so, oh, wow. they, so okay. they rejected our application. Wow. We tried. yeah,
0: Because we want to be totally above board for every, yeah, every kid that comes in. That's above board, I'll definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say that for sure. Yeah. Pat. Michael, I got a kind of personal question for you. <clears throat> so you said you have kids, yeah. I'm curious how I have a two-year-old. Um, w- was there an impact on your on your kids and your family by re- you getting into this? Um, yeah, my, my my kids are now in college. One just graduated. They're twin twin girls. Uh, they're both special needs kids, they're, they're Aspergers, um, and it motivated me. Um, thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> you talked about it. Uh, one of them. Was asked to leave uh, the fifth grade in her, in her school. They went to the West Windsor school system, uh, and her twin sister remained. Uh, and for four and a half years, they separated. Uh, one of them went to school in another county, Middlesex County, uh, called the Center School, um, which had fire and moved to Somerset County for last year. So she went from Mercer to Somerset for last year. But um, Acosta emphasizes, in particularly medical and educational advocacy. We we uh, I'm about to lead a or facilitate a class on those topics in February for our season volunteers, not, not brand new people. Mm-hmm. It's going to go in depth with material from the state office and the federal office that they have out in Seattle. But um, one of my daughters was returned to the school after leaving it. She went back to the either West Windsor High School uh, in the 10th grade, and uh, she just. On Tuesday, she starts working for Microsoft. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, and my, my wife has a PhD in physics, so I don't want to say. You know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think they follow. It's not me. all your genes. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they kind of followed her track. They're both Stanley. Uh, and my other daughter. Um, <laughs> I have an uncle that went to MIT, but I think it's largely most, more so the influence of my wife. Uh, my other daughter looks like she'll be accepted to MIT graduate program. Uh, she'll probably get a letter this week. So, uh, and, and this so, how does it?
1: Pat's question: How does it impact them when you do when you do this work, or how does it impact you as a
0: father? I, I don't know if it impacts them as much, but but it was funny. I it, Probably when I was they were little, it did because I would bring them to the training classes and my babysitting fell through at the shelter, and they would be coloring books <laughs> in one one hospital room while I'd be training. It people in another hospital room. And they would, you know, occasionally, I don't think they ever saw the kids in the shelter, but they, they, I think they knew a lot more than I give them credit for. I started working for them when they were us, six years old, and six until nine. So they probably, you know, they were there a few times. And actually, I met uh, one of our volunteers who eventually became the leader of the organization. Uh, she said she remembered meeting them there, and I don't remember that happening. <laughs> so I guess I bought them more than I thought I did. But well, and yeah. that—that's
1: that, the best thing we can give our kids. All of you that are parents in the room know this to some degree by experience. But all uh, people who like to be parents someday, the best thing you can do for your kid is to do the best you can, you know, and 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 show them the life that you're living. That's the most instructive thing you do is to you know, read the book of James and do something about it, much more than anything you say. And they definitely, they definitely have more sense of it than you, like, hey, I care about foster kids because of
0: the book of James. Like, that doesn't,
1: like, some kind of instructional thing about it doesn't matter. What matters is the life that they see you living, and they can even feel it from you, the love that you're sharing with these people that aren't related to you, um, I, I, I think that they I think that they, they know that. They 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 felt that even if they never understood it, which I think they did, but even if they never understood it they could they they could get that from the you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I think honestly it worked more in reverse for me. I, I was motivated by I mean I you know, my wife and I live in West Windsor, New Jersey. I just read today I wouldn't consider ourselves wealthy in by West Windsor, New Jersey standards. we are definitely below average in terms of family income, mm-hmm. but but there's a lot of resources there. I mean, there there was something called um, I forget the name of it all of a sudden. But there's a very large autism even even family services in, in Mercer County. Uh, I think they're based in Mercer County, but they were right down the street from where we were. We we had a lot of resources, and what said it, you know, it, it, this is such a struggle for me. Four and a half years, with my daughter just has Asperger's, very high functioning. But imagine what it's like for you know a single parent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the resource living in Camden. Um, uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Michael, if um, if we're inspired um, or want to learn more about uh, getting involved with CASA, either as just a supporter or
0: as a volunteer, um, what's what would be the what would be the step? Uh, good, good question. <laughs> uh, we we have training classes. A round of training classes. Uh, three. Right now, three times per year. Um, There's six weeks, one night per week, uh, probably gonna be Tuesday, starting Tuesday night, February 5th. Uh, we like to, for this group that's coming up, uh, it's gonna be actually at City Hall, a small group training. Young in Camden. With about 10 people, here in Camden. And it's, it's about 10 hours of homework over those six weeks. Uh, and you do a family court observation as well at the Hall of Justice for an hour or two, one day. Uh, it's not like it's not like um, law and order. <laughs> They'll hear 50 cases in a day, like it's nothing. <laughs> so, you know, so it's very quick. It's very informal. It's rushed. It's noisy. Um, you know, so we like to let you know what you're going into because you're, you're going to court usually at least three times per year, and, and having a judge maybe ask you questions about a written report you gave to the judge a few weeks earlier. But um, we we have interviews. You need to be interviewed and. A background check needs to be ha- happening as soon as possible because this week is our last week of interviews for the early February yeah but days. if we don't make it to the February one yeah. we can make the next one but yeah the this, next this one seems like a big commitment so you would have to clear the yeah. schedule yeah. to figure out how you yeah, might want to do it um yeah next round of uh Classes starts in mid-May, so there there is time right for that, for yeah. sure. I, I do not want to rush people, rush rushing people. <laughs> That's just not my yeah. style. I, I usually usually I can say that. But we're just throwing seeds out
1: there. I mean, some of us aren't even twenty-one, so we don't fit the criteria. But wow, maybe. I like
0: that, was yeah, was that was a lot of shade that over too? here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'll turn twenty-one dear. Some of us are going to be 21 real soon. I can't wait till I <laughs> well, turn 21. No shade me. Every Everyone here who's over 21 shade on is That was like, all
0: shade because, you know, that side, that side of the room is over 24. I was
1: talking to you because I know about you and it's a conversation. Anyway. old is? <laughs> Actually, I do. Um, um, anyways, you know, we're throwing seeds out there. What's going to grow, you know? when will I find myself in possession of the time necessary to invest in a project like this? Totally worth it. Um, but it might need to, you know, gestate a little bit. Um, so, um, thank you so much for being here, Michael. We really appreciate you. you. You'll stick around and eat cookies with us and talk afterwards too. Oh yeah. All right. Great. Let's give him some love again.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to circle of hopes Sunday meeting podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect dropdown at circleofhope.net.